0: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam Soto. Uh, So I'm actually really excited for my guest this week. Uh, He's none other than Zebediah Cole, my good friend, Zeb Creasy. Uh, Him and I, we literally, literally, literally started on day one wrestling training together and you know showed up at the same school same day said we wanted to be a wrestler and pretty much was my dance partner for the next three months following you know learning everything from the basics all the way to you know the advanced stuff and finally you know getting ourselves ready to have some shows and you know somebody i know pretty well somebody i consider essentially a brother in this business you know the, the nice little group of friends that i have um, that are in this business he's you know one of the ones that i've he is the one i've known the longest actually matter of fact now that i think about it out of everybody i have um but we, you know we had a really great conversation about um his inspiration to wrestling how he was you know constantly always 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 watching it as a kid and you know always talking about you know trying to evolve yourself in the ring and trying to be versatile when it comes to different crowds and kind of having to learn you know the differences between where you're working and it's something that, you know, we, like I said, we learned together because we had our first couple of shows together. We trained together. We did everything together. So, you know, it was something that I was really excited for. I'm glad that I got to do it. So now I'm just going to go ahead and have you guys listen in on my interview with Zeb Creasy. All right, guys. So I'm here today with a good friend of mine, somebody that I started day one training with uh, Zeb. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good, 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 good. Haven't seen you since, God, what, Mayhem? Yeah, it was Mayhem. What was that yeah, like
1: I, three months ago?
0: Three, a little over three months ago. Going, you know, three months going on, four months, man. It's been too long since we've seen each other. Definitely. How's everything been going? It's good, man.
1: Uh, just trying to focus on my real job for a, a little bit. <laughs>
0: you know, shoot job, brother. <laughs> yeah. That old nah, Publix. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. So, uh, I mean, let's just jump right into it. So, I mean, like I said a second ago, we were, we started together. So, um, you know, where does your passion for wrestling actually start? Like, because, you know, I've talked to some people who, you know, they didn't exactly have a passion for wrestling when they were younger. Were you watching wrestling? You know, did you just play sports? You know, what was your deal?
1: Um, Well, I know, like, like everybody says, it's something they've always wanted to do. But literally, like, I I don't remember a time where I, I wasn't watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've just grown up watching. It. I've always loved like everything about it, even like the stupid parts, um, yeah. <laughs> just as a whole wrestling is just
0: incredible. So what was your, I got like to ask, what was your earliest memory? Like, you know, you try to think back as far as you can, you <sighs> think what you saw on the TV or, you know, who, maybe who was your favorite or you had a favorite, like somebody mm. that you watched that made you excited when you were younger. <laughs> Well, I
1: can't remember like exactly, just because that goes way back. But I always just remember like loving Chris Jericho, man. Oh, because he's he's still my favorite of all time. Yeah, he's just he's so versatile. He can do anything,
0: and I just remember like
1: <clears throat> absolutely loving him.
0: Yeah, that's something that we talked about on this podcast before. Was about like having to be versatile in the business, and that's one person that, well, dude, you yeah. name it, he's done it, or he's or, like he's can do it. You know, whatever you want to think of it, it's crazy. So, you know, you, you said that, you know, you had your passion early, You've been always been watching wrestling. When did you decide like, that's what I want to do?
1: Um, well, I was in high school. Um, and, uh, I was like tossing back and forth. Like, like, is this something I really want to do? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, do I, do I have to go to college? Like all yeah. this stuff. And, um, I ultimately decided not to go to college and I, I started training for wrestling, like straight out of high school. And I think what made me, um, want to do that is, um, I always felt like I was supposed to be an entertainer Mm -hmm. and I always loved like, um, like entertaining people. And Mm -hmm. I've always been involved with sports and I know that's a lot of people's story. Um, I love the physical aspect of it. And I was just like, yeah, it's definitely something I want to look into, like pers- like pursuing a career in
0: wrestling. So so it was right around high school that you were like, all right, that's what I want to do. Yeah,
1: taking it seriously. Like, obviously, like I said, everybody grows up wanting to do it. wanting. Yeah.
0: To. But yeah, I would say high school was when it got serious. So how did it come across with your parents? Because I know that it was kind of a – it was something hard for, for me to go to my parents and be like – because the thing is for me, my parents, like for those people who don't know, my parents are both like – both doctorates my mom's a works as a, a pediatric neurologist and my dad is a, is a reverend so it's like it's <laughs> yeah. it, it was hard to come across them you know with like the fact like hey i don't want to go to school i kind of want to wrestle instead
1: yeah and i How think that I, I think that's it's funny i think that's the reason we got along so well is because my dad's actually a pastor too and yeah. um my mom was a uh, a teacher in high school uh-huh. so it it's funny because my dad would always watch wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he would he'd always be the one to like watch it with me. And we would always have good times watching it. Um, so, I mean, they were, it, it was pretty interesting because they actually helped me like look for schools um, and stuff. Okay.
0: So they were supportive of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because they knew it was something
1: hear, I was interested in.
0: Yeah. Because you hear a lot of those horror stories of parents like. Oh, yeah. It's like, horror, no, man. like it's not going to happen. You're not doing this, not doing that. But then, you know, every once in a while you get you know the stories like ours where it's like thank god they were supportive of it because I, I don't know about you but i was like terrified to tell them i was just like mm-hmm. i don't know what they were going to think of me i don't know how i was going to come across and i was just like, like i don't know like i was just like i held it off forever and then one day eventually mm-hmm. i just said it i was just like this is what i want to do and they were like, yeah. supportive mm-hmm. so i it, think that's was, one of the biggest things too in this business is support like
1: that's yeah. pretty much what it's based on is like without support like even from like fans or family, you know, it's like, what? What's the point?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because that's another thing that that people don't talk about is the mental toughness that it takes, especially in the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, <sighs> that is because we're going in there, and we'll we'll get to our you know training in a second. But you <laughs> know, when, when you when you start training and everything, dude, I just I just remember being like, I don't think I could do this. I got yeah. I finished oh, yeah. day one, and I got home, and I was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And I, and then it's just like, it it was the support of, you know, my parents and my friends and that kind of kept me going. So was there any like moments where you were like kind of doubting yourself, like when you were starting training or whether you were whatever, where you had to like kind of ask for some help or,
1: um, dude, every training session, um, like you said, you would get home and be like, wow, like, I I don't know if I want to do this, but, um dude because like just watching everybody in the class already and they were like they were so advanced and I was just starting out Mm -hmm. and I kind of just sat back and realized like okay I'm just starting out and everybody that I trained with like including you like that just kept me going man like everybody was it's such a family atmosphere yeah um in training and like that's what just drove me to keep,
0: yeah to keep keep, going to keep going yeah I got you so so let's go ahead. So let's so the topic of training. Day one, you know, you find the school. or How would you find uh, FTW? So, you know, we both trained at FTW, Brian Idol Academy over in Clearwater. How did you <laughs> find it? Because I know everybody knows that Florida has, a, you know, a bunch of wrestling a schools. A lot, yeah. It's far away, at least for me. So it was – how did you end up coming across it? Um, well, it's actually – it's crazy because um, I found a school
1: in Tampa, like mm-hmm. right out of high school. And I was actually um, – I live in Newport Ritchie, and I was actually moving over to Tampa to go train there. Okay. Um, like I was moving off by myself, um, transferring my job. And so I I signed all the paper. Like it's getting closer to move-in day, and um, the school
0: closes down. So which, yeah. Which school was that? Uh,
1: I can't remember the name of
0: it. Um, oh, I can't. Uh, it wasn't that one in Brandon, was it? I don't, remember, I don't remember what it was called either, because I remember looking into a school as well over in the Brandon area, and I was, like, mm-hmm. set on signing up for it, and then it just closed. Yeah,
1: it I was, was like, more in Tampa, I think. I, I mean, okay. now I know Brandon Tampa are kind yeah, 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 of close, you. but not close. Um, but yeah, so, so they just closed down, and I had already signed, like, a lease and everything, and um, that was a pain to get out of. Jesus. Um, and I don't. I don't remember how I found FTW, but I think it was just, like,
0: kind of kept looking and kept
1: looking yeah and I was like okay like this seems legit so I went with it and
0: here I am (laughs) (laughs) so then you you know you get there did you go at all before your first day to like check it out or you just like showed up signed up ready to go
1: um I think I went a couple weeks before just like scout um and um like I loved it dude like I loved everything they were doing and um
0: so let me ask you something (laughs) so i I had asked you know a couple people before when you pulled up and you thought okay i'm showing up to a wrestling academy (laughs) what you expected versus what you actually saw (laughs) (laughs) how was was that like realization for you it was
1: completely different bro so i'm thinking like okay a school like it's gonna be all nice and uh like, all put together, yeah, and yeah. I get there, and it's, like, in a little, like, storage unit, and um, <laughs> there's, like, some weights in the back, and I'm, yeah. like, and, yep.
0: dude, I loved it, bro, like, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm I telling everybody, it. it's, like, everybody's, like, oh, you know, it's kind of dirty, huh, and I was, like, mm-hmm. dude, that's the best part, like, it, yeah, it's, man. like, I don't know what it is, about like, the grunge feeling, it's just really, <laughs> like, it feels good to like you know I I put the work in you know what I'm saying? so I, I just <laughs> wanted to ask you that because I had I had talked to one of my guests I was talking to Johnny Zeke before mm-hmm. and Zeke same thing it's like we we're expecting this nice like big academy with air conditioning and like <laughs> nope big front doors it's gonna be like you know cool and everything and that we get there and it's a garage with no AC and it's dusty mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah
1: and and that really humbles you too because like it it's like wow like it doesn't matter like what you're given like it. It depends what you do with it, like the opportunity that, exactly.
0: like how you it, use it. It shows us that you really do start at the bottom. Oh no <laughs> yeah, you, re- you really do start in the bottom. And you have to earn it because I remember, God, there would be because we started training. Thank God we started in this, in you know, towards the fall and, and winter because once it got back. Oh around, my the, goodness! Because if we would have went in there in the middle of June, I don't think I would have. Because this place had no AC. Like it was, it was the middle of like October, November, and we mm-hmm. still standing there just sweating without even activity i remember that was yeah. so so i already know how your first day went because that was my first day yeah <laughs> same together. exact night so for the you know for the listeners you get there you know you get your stuff on you get in the ring how's day one go for you
1: um it was tough man like <laughs> like we were talking about like you, you get home and it's like uh, is this really what i want to do um yeah. But they run you through a lot of basics, like the first couple weeks, mm-hmm. and the the basics were very, like, I was capable of doing them. Yeah. So that that gave me a little hope. Um, yeah. I just remember being very intimidated
0: by like everything because it was a lot. Yeah. It, it was a lot. I mean, you see, because when we showed up there, I think there was already like six students there, and they were way mm-hmm. ahead of us. Like they had oh, yeah. students since like January or something like that, if I remember them saying. And we had started in October of 2016. So they were already, like, nine months in. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, oh, boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then I remember – the way I remember it is I remember hitting the ropes. I remember I hit the ropes the first time, and I was like, nope. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ropes are so hard, dude. Like when you first start, you get used yeah, to yeah. them. But yeah. when you first start, like, they take your breath away.
0: And they'll bru- like they'll bruise your back. I was gonna say I uh, I don't know if it happened to you, but I you know when I got home and I checked oh, my yeah. I, I turned around like wanted to go take a shower and <laughs> it looked like I got B over the back. Dude, of my I back. was like, what the heck happened? Man? Yeah, that's like... what people <laughs> realize is that it's not just like it's a, it's not a rope. It's an it's an old elevator cable. And yeah, like metal fiber like <laughs> covered it's with serious. tape. <laughs> yeah, with electrical tape, and that's mm-hmm. it, dude. Like that's that's the one thing that people don't realize. That's what they always say. Like all these big strong athletes, they get in there, they hit the ropes, one, they get out and there was like nope never mind yeah so you know like through your first couple of weeks of training we we pretty much got stuck running the ropes and doing chain wrestling yes for like a month straight I, yeah
1: it, it was like a month
0: <laughs> it, it was it was a month straight that we got we got to know each other really well because we oh, watched yeah. much ballroom dancing with each other for a month straight
1: <laughs> dude we did we did like the same like three to four chain moves in a month, like, <laughs> hey, we
0: were close at it. Oh I, yeah, we. I'll tell you what, practice looks perfect, man. Every single time. So you know, we. <laughs> I remember, you know, we we were finally learning strikes, and me, I remember me. And you were so excited. We're like, yeah, we finally get to learn strikes. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> and then we go in there, and I remember they. We weren't taught how to bump yet. You know, we were throwing strikes, and then mm-hmm. we, they were just like selling. They're doing head snaps off the off the punches. And I remember, <laughs> you took your first punch, and you snap bumped, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I remember we hadn't even taught how to bump yet. I just saw you bump, and I was like, "Oh, oh God!" And I remember I bumped, and I hit my head, and I was like, "That's yeah. feel so good." Like, that didn't like...
1: feel good at all.
0: So then, <laughs> I think not was... remember
1: that because everybody was like like going crazy because like the way I s- sold your punch or your yeah. strike. Yeah. They were like, "Holy crap! <laughs>
0: like, uh, yeah, did you, he actually hit him?" Yeah, I remember that was great. So then it's like, you took your first bump. How did it? Like, th- was that like kind of like a moment, like where it's just kind of clicked in your head? You're like, "Oh, this is gonna hurt." Uh, uh, yes.
1: Um, <laughs> the, I think the first bump I took like that. I, I think I took. I might have taken a couple before yeah. that, but um, the wind gets knocked out of you. Um, yeah. And if you don't protect yourself you will um i think i've actually been concussed from not um tucking not my tucking
0: chin. chin yeah, yeah um, that, that, it, that's the number one rule is tuck your chin like, definitely man that. um
1: and i think that's another thing with the ropes like nobody realizes how hard that mat is no um like
0: everybody's like oh it's a trampoline right
1: yeah no it has a little give but not much and no that's
0: um, what i know it's metal framing and wood and wood about a half inch cushion and it's cushion that's like thick, like it's not yeah, soft it's a, cushion. It's a hard padding. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not that good stuff. So you know, we finally we I think it was like after our first month, all of a sudden we get to training, and somebody like Adam Rose comes in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, is is that what was that day like for you? I don't know if you remember that, um, dude. I actually <laughs> I I, I do remember it, that. It, it <laughs> burned in my brain for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <So>. Um. <laughs> So, like it's about the same time, like we don't really know how to do much, um, and he comes in expecting us to know a lot, because yeah. he didn't know we were like fresh, yeah. and um I remember he was like making everybody do bumps, and like every single bump that I did, he was like, sucked, sucked, yeah, sucked, and I was like dude i I don't <laughs> like like I don't know, I'm not trained properly, then, so like take it easy, but um, like, I think that's good almost because like it just it it gets you in that mindset of okay, like I need to do better. Um yeah. and like he was very serious and like that means I had to take
0: it seriously. So um Yeah, serious is an understatement because I'll tell yeah. you why it's burned in my brain for the wrong reason. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the story. we get there, we do our warm-ups, and he's like locking up with everybody. And he locks up with me first. Mm-hmm. I like again, this is our first month in. We didn't we did a little bit of chain. So I go to lock up and Adam Rose locks up a little bit alternatively where he, where he does the collar elbow, instead of just grabbing on your elbow, he hooks over and grabs his other hand on the collar. Oh, wow. So I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) So I go for it. My arm slips down and he goes like, what the hell's wrong with you? You don't know how to lock up. And he slaps me across the face. I do. Dude, I do remember that. Oh my gosh. So hard. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't even know what the heck I did wrong. Yeah. So we go to, lock, call, man. go to lock up again. And this time I'm trying to expect his arm. And when I do that, I lean forward too much and I headbutt him. And mm-hmm. he slapped me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the worst. The worst. That was the day where I went home and I was just like, I'm done. I quit. I don't. I can't do this because it was so embarrassing. I was like, dude, like, this is that was my moment. Mm-hmm. Where like, this is serious. Like, I yeah. Could,
1: and i honestly like i got the worst first impression of him like i've met him a lot of other times like through shows mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and other training sessions and he's a super nice guy but that first that first training session he was just he was
0: <laughs> determined it yeah, it was yeah. Intense. yeah so you know we we had our you know our training session our first show was about a year later so before we get to the show, I want to talk about how you ended up in the iconic tag team that you're in right now, Fast Motion, <laughs> DeAndre. Oh, man. So let, let's go ahead and talk about that because what a lot of people don't know is Fast Motion essentially happened by mistake. Yeah, it, wasn't it never
1: was supposed to happen.
0: Um, no. So let's so, go back. Let's talk about that one day of training, um, getting ready for uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood.
1: Well, there was a time like before Welcome to the Neighborhood, um, which was in January of
0: what uh, – of uh, 17 17 and um no, no no sorry 2018 okay so
1: um like a couple months before that i had taken a break from wrestling um i had a lot of personal stuff going on and i just i wasn't in the right uh, mindset so I, I took a little break and um i came back a couple months later and um deandre was supposed to be in a tag team with uh ty
0: uh-huh
1: and like they I mean, there was no name, but they were supposed to be a tag team. Like that's mm-hmm. who was going to debut at uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood.
0: Yeah, and I remember it was they were practice. They were going over a match against uh, Jerome and Kevin Powers, yeah, the King of the Street. And um,
1: so I I think Ty stopped going. I am not sure his reason. Ty, Ty,
0: yeah, Ty showed like stopped showing up at one point. I um,
1: it. yeah, so he stopped showing up, and I kind of. I kind of started coming back when he left, so it was mm-hmm. kind of like right place at the right time or mm-hmm. wrong wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And they, uh, <laughs> Brian kind of just put me in Ty's spot with DeAndre, and um, like yeah, the rest well, I, is history, man. Yeah, like
0: I've <laughs> reviewing the, they were going over the match, and they're like, yeah, we're we're just waiting for Ty to show up, and he goes. Zeb, uh, can you hop in there real quick? With DeAndre, like, just to hold, hold Ty's place till he gets here. Yeah, yeah sure. And, and then works, all of a sudden, so. he's like, uh, "Yeah, you're staying in the match. Forget Ty." Yeah. Uh, like, that's what people don't realize is that's how quick it happens in, mm-hmm. in in wrestling. It's like, you know, you don't show up, your spot's gone. Yeah, and yeah, it'll happen just like that. It took all of like three minutes for him to be like, "Yeah, no, you're staying in the match." Actually, yeah. Uh, and I think with that, like, everything
1: happens for a reason. I think that was supposed to happen because. I feel like DeAndre and I work very well together. I think we have something very special.
0: Um, and yeah, that's an understatement because, I mean, for those of you who, for those people who have actually seen you guys wrestle or have seen anything on social media, it's like the amount of fire you guys get when you guys come running out of the locker room, Yeah, uh, like especially at the FTW shows is oh, insane. Oh man, it's
1: incredible.
0: It's great because it's like, again, it was like, I think about that every time I see you guys wrestle, no joke, I'm like, that wasn't even supposed to happen. I think mm-hmm. about that all the time. It's crazy. Because it's like, it, 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 like, who knows where you would have been? Like, mm-hmm, because exactly. I, know you, I know you have your wrestling ability, but it's like, who knows where you would have ended up as a singles performer versus mm-hmm. where you are now in a tag team? Oh, completely different, man.
1: Uh, I think um, DeAndre and I uh, complement each other very well.
0: Um,
1: 100%. And, like, without each other, we have our downfalls. And um, I think it's crazy, too. Like, we talk about, like, how it is at FTW. Um, when when you look at shows like of people that are just starting out, yeah. um, it's like very like there's at least what like twenty people in the crowd if you're yeah. lucky,
0: yeah. And
1: our first show, like it was headlined by Mick Foley, and
0: we had 150 um, in attendance. It was
1: like 150 200 and of like like screaming fans. Man. Yeah, and it like, wasn't like
0: they were just sitting there. Like yeah, you exactly. See a lot of first and shows and it's just people just sitting there. <laughs> Dude, that that's disheartening. Because
1: we have wrestled like people for that and it's it's completely different.
0: Yeah. It, Cause it's like especially as you guys who are her baby faces who feed so much off the crowd, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hit a big move and you pop up looking for that fire and everybody's just staring at you like Yeah. All so of a sudden gotta... it's just like Come on, guys, like let's go. <laughs> and you gotta like everyone awake, like come on, come on. It feels like you're working to a crowd of pigeons and it's mm-hmm. no fun for anybody.
1: And I feel like that's that's all that helps you too. you know what I mean? That helps you be able to work anyone because I forgot who said this. Like if you can't work a crowd of 10 Damus. people, you can't work a crowd of a thousand. I think that was,
0: uh, that, said that.
1: that was he, I think,
0: uh, yeah, he said, if you can't work a crowd of 25, you'll never work 10,000.
1: I think, uh, Johnny's said that in your podcast, I think.
0: Um, so was it's just funny that. Yeah, how yeah, that exactly. sticks with
1: everybody. Um,
0: yeah. Cause it's, it's true. Like, it's, it's the truth. A hundred percent. Because it's like, if you can't work, if you can't draw emotion, out of you know fifteen people, then who's gonna pay attention to you when there's ten thousand people in there? Yeah, like yeah, they exactly. There's so many other you know, so yeah. many more people with so many different opinions. It, it's hard for them to actually grasp. You know, I want to cheer for Fast Motion. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have reason to. So it's like yeah, they, they don't know us. So. To, there's no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you you get through because that's when you had your guys's like debut match was at um, at Welcome to the Neighborhood with McFold. yeah. So that was that match was awesome. I I was watching mm-hmm. that from upstairs, like through the window, and I was just like, yes, like with my hands above my head, like this is awesome. <laughs> and then you guys ended up kind of going. Was it a three match? Was it three? I think it was a trio, or was it two matches? I think it, I think of? it was two because um,
1: we beat Kevin and uh, Salazar. Yeah. At the debut show, and then we had a, a rematch, and I think we beat them again. So there was, that was no the
0: NWO invasion.
1: Um, yeah. And that that show, dude.
0: That was dude, that's my favorite show that we had to mine too. Like that was that show was so much fun, man. I remember Mm -hmm. so you know, you go from (laughs) You, you go from a crowd of, you know, 300, whatever, the, it was like 300 plus at that NWO show. I, oh, yeah, dude. That was we have so that big show. crowd. We have a lot of fun. You go from that to working Kaiju Big Battle at <laughs> MetroCon, <laughs> Dude. Oh, my gosh. So, for, for those who don't know, I suggest you look it up. Kaiju Big Battle is pretty much monster wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. us we you know me you deandre and kevin all showed up and did it and oh man these <laughs> insane ridiculous monster costumes and it's like some of the funniest stuff ever but dude mm-hmm. that was that was oh my god it's a challenge man so um, really because it's like i don't know about you but the costume i had to wear i could not see i oh, had like hand no. holes to look out of it was a dude nightmare. i i was um I was
1: one of the plantains and uh, yeah. dude, I, <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see, like I had two little eye holes and that's it. Um, I know halfway through the match or I remember, um, my hair, like I have really long hair, so it covered yeah. my face and I was like breathing it in and I was like trying to, and I can't put my hands in the costume cause they're,
0: yeah, they're, they're on like, the outside. Stuck up. Right,
1: yeah. Um, I think the worst part about that was, um, like being in the costume, but also like you're not wrestling for like, like quote unquote wrestling fans. Yeah, they're there right. for like the
0: the con. You yeah, know? Like, it was it was at Metrocon, which for yeah. who don't know. It's like it's like a smaller Comic Con where it's like video game people and people who watch like anime. Yes, and, and it's usually and
1: strictly just for anime. I think Metrocon is. Um, yeah. So like you have to work the crowd in this costume. But like they're not wrestling fans, but they you they can't were awesome. Talk. They, yeah, exactly. That exactly. Was
0: smart. <laughs> it's all movements. It, yeah, it's all movement. It's all like I can't even say body language because your body is engulfed by this like mm-hmm. foam costume. It's it's impossible to breathe inside those things on top of yeah. that. Which that was an experience. But dude, I
1: would I want to trade that for the world, man. That was actually Kaiju, uh believe it or not, was uh on my wrestling bucket list.
0: Um really yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, the, the funny like, thing is, I never heard about Kaiju until about a week before we did it. When Brian really? told us, I had mm-hmm. never heard of it before. Besides, because
1: I had I had watched it before, and I was like, dude, that's like awesome. Like, it's so silly, it's
0: awesome. Um, yeah, man, like just... you said, you're still a fan of wrestling, even for the silly stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, man, I, that was that was a day to just mm-hmm. that's what it was a day. Yeah, that was that was interesting. All right, man. So, you know, Kaiju Big Battle, like you said, was on your bucket list. Uh, so, you know, let's move on to an, another fun part of what well, I believe was our wrestling careers was um, working over at Bruises and Brews at In The Loop Brewing over in Land Lakes with FTW. So, you know, how was that for you? Um, I remember the first one. And
1: actually, I know we said uh, that we had um, like two matches with uh, Kevin and Salazar. But oh. um, we actually, I had a singles match with Kevin. And DeAndre had a singles match with Salazar, okay. and it um, at the end of the night uh, it turned into a tag team match.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that because we had the battle royal. Yeah. Exactly. Too. Yeah. I remember so we, that.
1: we had a, a lot of um, a lot of matches that night. Um, yeah. And that was awesome, man. Like, like there too, a lot of people aren't that big of wrestling fans. They're just mm-hmm. like they're they're supporting the bar and they go there. So working that crowd is very interesting
0: yeah so like um, so speaking of working that crowd like that was that venue is way different than what we were used to as well because for for those of you who don't know in the loop brewing they have like a building you know for the actual bar but in the back they have like almost like a this deck patio area that leads out into a lake Mm -hmm. and it's like there's lights hanging over the top, and it's, like, a completely different atmosphere from what you think there would be a pro wrestling show going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like it's something that would host, like, a Mother's Day picnic. Like yeah. Go-jo. So <laughs> the it, ring it, looks so out of place. Exactly. Like. <laughs> it was weird. And, but and it works. I remember, yeah, and then I remember it being, you know, like you said, folks who aren't necessarily wrestling fans are just there supporting a bar because it's locally owned. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, dude, like, you go out there and you're not – you don't know who you're working for. You don't know yeah. because, like – True wrestling fans, you could do, you know, certain things and everybody will get it and everybody Yeah, like
1: recognition, yeah.
0: Exactly. So it was how was that working like a fresh crowd that you had no idea what you're um, going into?
1: Well, half of them are like uh drunk, so like
0: are <laughs> <or> like tipsy <laughs> yeah. at least. So it was yeah, kind of yeah.
1: easy to get like that cheap pop, you know what I mean? Sure. And um Kevin and Salazar would get the easy heat because like they're heat machines, man, like yeah. everybody hates them.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. All the so job tracking they do on the way out and everything. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's e- when I feel like when the the heel gets more heat, it's easier for the baby face to get that that crowd behind yeah. them. You know what I mean? Part so it. it it was
0: awesome, man. So yeah, it, it added it like kinda all added up in the end. I remember mm-hmm. it being that first one at least was a really fun show. So I mean, and that that was that that was one thing it was like I, I think that it was good that we did that show. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, like I said, it was just completely different learning like experience. It was, it was complete learning experience because it's like, yeah, we had our first show because that show was in between, um, uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood and the NWO show. It was like dead center because I remember mm-hmm. we had Welcome to the Neighborhood in January. Yeah, that's right. In February that's right. It was Bruce the Bruce Bruises and Bruce. Bruise and, bruise. and then and NWO show was in March. Yeah, because
1: yeah. in March I think we we cut a promo or um, Salzar and Kevin were cutting a promo on us and uh, we ran out there. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that, that was, I think it was good that we had that to, again, kind of bring us back down to, okay, like you guys worked 150. Now you're going to work. It was like 75 people there. Maybe that
1: uh, was less, man. I would say less.
0: Really? Oh yeah, like So, like so let's say we 50 people there. Mm-hmm. And then so in reality, you had four matches against, uh, kings of the street because i remember doing uh the owner of that bar we did his kid's birthday party oh yeah before that with <laughs> when was it was it deandre that got slapped in the face with the pokemon card oh uh, <laughs> dude I thought, it was, I thought it was kevin no Cause... no no because because salazar uh, jerome uh, is the one that ripped it up and, oh and he ripped it up yes yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no, no, so, it, so it was just it just goes to show you that we kind of had like a big up and down as far as shows we started a birthday party you know, mm-hmm. for like 45, 50 people. Yeah. And it's all kids. So, it's yeah, like... all kids and day drinking adults who really mm-hmm. didn't care. <laughs> and then, then it was from there. So, that was our first ever thing. Yeah. And we had, you know, welcome to the neighborhood, bruises and bruises, you know, back down again to a small yeah, crowd. So and it was like a big crowd down. that we had back at NWO. And that was crazy. Yeah. So, then, uh, you know, I, I had, when I was talking to Zeke, one of our big points of conversation was when we talked about, our our versatility, like you were mentioning earlier about Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our versatility, I, what I said was I felt the biggest, um, kind of culture shock, like learning thing for us Mm -hmm. was we went to knockout wrestling. Yes. Because we went from a hot Tampa crowd to Eustis, Florida. Mm. And it was completely different, (laughs) completely different,
1: man. Um, I love knockout wrestling. Like I love going there. They have such a, a great atmosphere um but like you said it's a completely different crowd um i feel like we we had to work a little bit more for their attention um we had to like be able to get them behind us because like we said we came from outside we were outsiders yeah we're outsiders um and nobody knew who we were so we kind of had to make a name for ourselves there and i i feel like we did that
0: um Yeah, because it was different with FTW. Because with FTW, know we were selling tickets and we knew most of the people come to the show. A lot of family, so we immediately had some sort of crowd response. Mm -hmm. So we immediately knew, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have X amount of people cheering for me. I'm going to have X amount of people booing for me. You know, so it's you already knew. So, but then when we head over there, you know, it's diving headfirst into deep water and you don't really know who anybody is exactly because, you know you don't have those familiar faces in the crowd but on top of that they legit again it was, this goes back to saying how you have to work for the crowd they have no idea who yeah you are. so it's like you know you walk out there it doesn't matter if you bust out with this really hype entrance song whatever oh no looking at you and they're just like <laughs> exactly right, no, like blank stares yeah blank um, stares like who's this kid
1: yeah and like retrospect like that helped us so much um because that's what like independent promotions are all about like you go somewhere nobody knows who you are you have to make a name for yourself and you have to get over um and like it, that helped us a lot because that was our first experience like yeah. um
0: having to do that that, that was our it, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but for me that was the only oh, that was only the second time i had been outside of ftw yeah because it was, it was i i we did one show me and jerome rode with dakota up to revolt pro wrestling like Mm -hmm. way up in the panhandle and that's when nobody knew who we were yeah it was not like that was that was serious because that was like a six hour drive and Mm -hmm. it was in the middle like i have no cell phone signal like no civilization middle of nowhere but it was still like a 250 person crowd which was crazy yeah so, I'm
1: so jealous of that because I was actually supposed to go with you, like up there, too. Um, yeah, because that, that was a little
0: bit after Kaiju. I remember, mm-hmm. but dude, I, <laughs> that was a long trip, man. I remember that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but so those, it was like those guys
1: are awesome, man.
0: Oh, yeah, The Dakota are great. So, then, uh, you know, like I said, it was the, only the second time that I personally had been outside of FTW because we had only mm-hmm. worked with them while we were doing everything. So, that was your guys' first time. Well, I think time. It, I'll leave Kaiju out of it. But...
1: Kaiju. Um, I think, uh, DeAndre did something with DWI, um, okay. like just as singles, and okay. um, yeah, that, together that was our second promotion.
0: Okay, so then when you guys got there, do you do you remember who your first match was against over there?
1: Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, um, it was between, um, uh, jo- uh, Joseph and um, destructive yeah, destruct the caliber. Alex and then, show you. Yeah, and I think there was one other team with Matthew Sweet, um, and I forgot the other guy's name.
0: Okay. Um I
1: think they were just thrown together
0: too. It was a. Oh, okay, I got you. Triple. It threat.
1: was a triple okay. threat, and I think it was for the titles.
0: Oh wow! Right away.
1: Yeah, it was for because it was for their first ever. Um, uh Tech-y Well, champion. at the time it was, Lake County Championship Wrestling, so it was for yeah. the LCCW, LCCW Tech team titles, um, and. Uh, i remember (laughs) dude uh i think it was the show after that Mm -hmm. um we we fought destructive caliber again Mm -hmm. and um we had like this 15 minute match like like we had this 15 minute match and uh we go out there and the rest like hey you guys got five minutes (laughs) wow yeah so it was i that might have been the first time actually um I, I get them confused just because we we fought the same people. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So but that, I, that, that was, was crazy, like,
0: bro. On the fly, like
1: yeah, it was it was pretty much on the fly.
0: Yeah, you just had to go straight to the heat and try to mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, <laughs> so, so you know what what's that? What's your experience been with that kind of stuff where you get in the ring and things don't go as planned? You know, because um... I know it's happened to me before. Where like I personally, you remember how what happened to me in Mayhem? I I literally got you know concussed and broke my nose and oh, yeah. I you know trying to end the match and you know we had to kind of figure something out and we did thank god got out of there it's like things just, things don't go as planned all the time and that's what mm-hmm. people don't realize so yeah, have you guys like, had any experience with that directly
1: um i know there's there's a lot of times where like there's slip ups and like mm-hmm. like botches or whatever yeah. um but not not to the point where we had to like change anything i i know recently maybe a couple months ago at ftw um we were in a tag match with uh, Johnny Zeke and Cobalt, and um, uh-huh. uh, like halfway through that match, uh, I got hit and I lost feeling in my arm actually, and um, oh my god, just just for like a few seconds. So I was like freaking out, yeah. Um, but I think it was it it went away, so I think it was just like a little little hit. But mm-hmm. other than that, I can't think of anything that caused us to. Um, do okay,
0: anything. so so things have gone relatively smooth. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because it's like that's that's one of the worst feelings. It's like that's one thing that you really can't train for, where you, oh, not you get all. the ring and you have this big spot plan. Somebody misses your cue or something messes up, and all of a sudden you get that mm-hmm. deer in the headlights. You're like, oh crap!
1: Like, what do we do now? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like this is outside. Like I was not ready for this, and you got to think, you know, be quick on your feet. And, and it happens. that's just I got to go sometimes because I remember. I had a match at knockout wrestling for the night owl championship mm-hmm. uh, against ice dragon and ice dragon, you know, went for a tope over the top rope. Mm-hmm. He shorts himself and hits his head on the apron and yeah. falls straight down. Oh my and, gosh. I, and the only way I caught him was by his legs, kind of mm-hmm. like trying my best to catch him. And I remember he falls and like almost knocks himself out. Yeah. Well, we I had to call I had to like semi wake him up and like try to call him. I was like, "Come on, get back in the ring, like break the count something." And we had to kind of call the end on the fly to get him out of there because he's like he hit his head. I was I remember thinking I was just like, "Oh god." Like like I didn't want it to be on me. Like it's just like it's one of those situations where you just it's out of your control.
1: Mm-hmm. I think actually like there was one match we had um at FTW. I for it was I forgot when it was, but it was against Anarchy um, um and
0: I remember I, that yeah, yeah, I oh,
1: watched the match. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I
0: um,
1: that I think that's still one of my favorite shows to date um, because uh, my uh, one of my uh, my grandma actually passed away. So, um, oh wow, like that that weekend, um, I had a bunch of like family in town. So like, and they all went to the show, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was such a special show because um, I like it was there was just something special about it, and sure. uh, I remember I had to. <laughs> I was going to jump off this, what, like, it was like 15 foot like, but It was
0: a good 12, 15 feet.
1: Yeah. And I remember, like, that's, you think of stuff going wrong. Like, I'm yeah. like okay, I'm jumping off this thing onto <laughs> three people. Like, yeah. what's going to happen if I can't get up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember seeing you do that and I ran over. I was like, please be okay. Please be yeah. okay. Please be okay.
1: <laughs> like, dude, honestly, that was, that was amazing.
0: Like, It was awesome. Yeah, I believe it, dude. It's it's like, because I I understand what you're saying, how it kind of adds, you know, what what happened, you know, to your grandmother that weekend. And, you know, it added an extra kind of, I don't even know what to call it, like an extra extra fuel to your fire, you know? Yeah. You felt like you really had to bring it this time. Definitely. I think, I think you know, that's sometimes, you know, it happens. And I think that's, what's the sign of a true performer is to be able to take that and use it as a driving force instead of using it as, you know, an anchor holding you down. And
1: definitely, you know,
0: it's hard to perform with that kind of stuff, but you know, I'm glad you did because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, again, it was one of those matches that everybody loved because it's special those anarchy those guys are insane. They're oh good. yeah, they are really, really good. So I, it was I, crazy knowing your guys' style and knowing their their yeah. style. It was a crazy high spot um,
1: match. They yeah, it was awesome. I they made us a better team that night,
0: dude. Like yeah. those
1: are awesome guys too.
0: Yeah, um, those guys are great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had you know those special matches you know when it comes to tag team you guys won your first tag team titles with lccw knockout wrestling yeah how was that night oh dude like your first recognition as a team
1: um that was another special night man because uh they um they put a lot of like faith in us and um like i feel like
0: fairly early too yeah very third um, show there right
1: i remember yeah i was like third i think um I remember after our first match um a guy that I love and respect has I, like I have all the respect for him um, Billy McLeod. he um he actually came up to us and was like he was just so impressed and I yeah. was like dude like we didn't even do anything man like, <laughs> like and not that I'm not like like bragging I'm just like yeah. bro like we uh, didn't we didn't do anything and he was like no nah, man like you guys you guys are awesome and I was like thank you so much cuz obviously there's doubts when you wrestle yeah. for like a crowd like that like we were talking about cuz you're like okay yeah,
0: did it was did it was smaller cuz that, that's back when knockout wasn't very well known mm-hmm. because there there was maybe you know 75 people there 100 people at the most yeah. and and even then it's just kind of families who were looking for something to do on our exactly a and it, you know weren't exactly like reacting to everything. And you know, I remember you talking about that too. It's like, dude, like I wish the crowd would have fired up more, but you know, mm-hmm. what can you uh, do?
1: but going back to winning the titles, um, like I said, it was just, it was special too. Cause like you think you work all the way to this point and then you get your payoff and like, I'm with Deandre and he's like a brother to me. So being able yeah. to experience that with him, um, is just awesome, man. Like, even if it's for a smaller company, um, yeah. it's not on like a large scale. Like that's still, that's, this is something like I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, because I, I was actually fortunate enough to win my first championship with them, with that company as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, what felt so good to me about it is like I, I know that you know I, I realized that I was a part of something that was growing. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like when you know we had that show. When I mean, granted, when you guys won your tag team championships, it was earlier than what I won my title because I won. I think my it was the show like before. Ago. No, I won that title, I think, two shows after that.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, so we had a lot, you know, there was, I don't want to say a lot more people, but it had grown significantly from the previous time. So Mm -hmm. we had seen that growth, and I was just like, this is great. And then, you know, we had that show, and then to carry that title all the way to Mayhem, and then at Mayhem, I remember seeing, we had, like, 400 people there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoa, hang on a second. Yeah, it's... this. night and day, man, <laughs> yeah, because not only was it special to win you know my first title and for you guys to win your first titles, but it was even more special to be you know part of something that was organic and that mm-hmm. really grew because of the hard work that you know not only us but every single other performer referee you know, yeah t- with down to the owners with May and Vic and mm-hmm. all the other agents who were putting in the work, you know it was crazy to see the growth that came in and it was yeah. awesome, yeah, it's
1: that payoff is and uh I hope they, like, Knockout is awesome. Is an awesome company. Like, I, I really have, I see, like, bright things for them because they are continuously growing. Every show gets bigger and better, and um, I'm yeah, glad like, to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, like, even the show that they had uh, this past Saturday uh, mm-hmm. over in Leesburg, you know, that show, you know, for those who were there or, or might have seen it online or something, you know, it was a lot of fun. And even though we had, you know, some hecticness going on backstage and, you know, things kind of fell out, you know, into a disorganization, we still put on a great show. That's what it's all about. And that's the thing. It's like that's one thing about knockout wrestling is like everybody is so willing to help each other. And it's so like binding when it comes to being almost mm-hmm. like a family. Like so that's it what they is. call it, like, you know. We're a knockout family. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's and it's exemplified by them because you really see that. It's not like oh, we call ourselves a family, but yeah, not. no,
1: you you and you feel it too. Like when you get there, even like like I said, nobody knew us there. Nobody had to say anything to us, but when we got there, like it it was literally like arms wide open. Like yeah, oh, they welcome. Everybody's us right so in. welcoming, completely. And
0: like, yeah. So you know, over you know you've been in the business now three years because you've been as long mm-hmm. as, and as long as me how do you feel you know you yourself have evolved over that time so oh dude. I, I, so let's so you know re- wrestling is one thing how do you feel you've you know when it comes to you know meeting all these people and going different places and realizing that you're making you know a difference with some people mm-hmm. how does that feel for you dude it's
1: like talking about like the just my like a change within myself. Like I'll go back and watch videos of us having like little matches together. And it's, it's like watching two different people, dude. Um, And, and then talking about like making a difference in other people. Like, like I said, it, it humbles you because, um, not everybody has the opportunity to go out and, um, make a difference in somebody's life and be able to, to change. And like, um, I'll always think wrestling for that, man. Like being able to, be a witness to like people that can't or um, giving people like hope that there, are yeah. like, there's something like different.
0: Um, sure. So then, you know, uh, there's that side of you. How about the performer aspect of you? Because, you know, you're, I, I, how did your style evolve? Because that's one thing that I had again, talked about before is learning to work your size. Mm-hmm. Because for oh, me, yeah. I, you know, I'm six, one, 250 pounds mm-hmm. and, you know, and then you're, you know, I'm like you, there's, five nine, one fifty, so I'm I'm yeah, so small so, guy. Exactly. So then it's like when you hear most people when they hear the the word pro wrestler, they immediately think John Cena, six foot three, oh, two hundred fifty <laughs> pounds beefcake muscle. Yeah, and they think all these big guys. But then they see us, and we're like, yeah, we wrestle, and they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I um so, I've had a
1: lot of run-ins with that. Um, like I'll tell people like, yeah, I I wrestle, and they're like, they they almost laugh because they're like, oh, aren't you? kind of small and i'm like yeah, yeah but like if come to
0: a show like i'll,
1: I'll prove you wrong
0: like yeah like it'll, i'll I'll show you like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i remember you.
1: um a teacher in high school um like i told them like he was actually a coach and i told him like hey like this this is something i want to do and he was like that's the worst idea i've ever heard
0: <laughs> and oh. i'm like
1: D- yeah and i was like ouch um but i'm i'm proving him wrong to this day you know yeah. like i i would never take this like back like I would never change my mind and um but yeah I'm a smaller guy so there's nothing I mean I I can do something about that but I'm not going to get much bigger so I gotta
0: yeah so so you mean you gotta work around what you Mm -hmm. have so how did your style like because from the beginning you know everybody you know thinks little guy throw kicks do drop kicks enziguris and but it's like you know you've from seeing you like again like when known you legit since day one so from mm-hmm. seeing you evolve to somebody who legit just did train re- the chain wrestling into knowing a moveset into now creating your own things and yeah adding your own things into your moveset how did that come along you know how um, did you
1: it, it's funny because like when i got into wrestling i'm like okay yeah i want to i want to lift people over my shoulders and slam them yeah um and like when i can do that um it's, it's, it's better for me to do all the, like the, the quick movements, like use my speed advantage against a bigger guy. And I think just constantly working people bigger than me have like kind of pushed me that way. And, um, I'm able to, uh, modify my craft by working, um, bigger opponents. And that's Mm -hmm.
0: because it comes up to psychology at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to the viewer, me picking up somebody that's like 230 doesn't make sense um,
0: yeah
1: like yeah. it's better if i'm striking him instead of like picking him
0: up because that yeah. just doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah so that like as, that's some one thing that thankfully i did have a problem with yeah was working, <laughs> working my size mm-hmm. uh because that's one thing it's like when i when i came into wrestling i figured all right you know um you because know, the thing is i'm 6'1 250 but i'm not buff yeah you know, i'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still a big guy. So it's like I had to learn how to use kind of that powerhouse in me and to use the brute force instead of trying to keep up with everybody. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I've been told is I know so well how to slow down the pace. Mm-hmm. And it's because I make people, you know, I, that's why I love to work. Like one of my best matches was against Tony Ortega. Yeah. Tony, awesome. Tony goes, you know, Tony's a million miles an hour because he's mm-hmm. Mexican trained luchador and his cardio, you know, he's and when we're about the same size part. too so exactly it's like... so working with him you know as a heel especially it gave me extra room to slow the pace down mm-hmm. so you know to give him one big clothesline and then sell around and then you know make it look like it meant yeah. something yeah Instead... less is more is something yeah we've ex- always less learned. is more exactly which you know that's the one thing i always got i got a shout out especially for to deimos for that mm-hmm. because you know we learned general training from brian yeah, uh, but the, when I learned my big man stuff was from Damos because Damos mm-hmm. himself is a big dude. Yeah, he's you know <laughs> six four tower of muscle. Yeah. So and he he's the one who really showed me like dude like like cut you don't got to do anything big for a cutoff give him kick him in the face
1: mm-hmm. give him give yeah. him a
0: clothesline you know you're a big dude make it you know make it make yeah. sense make yourself big make exactly. make them think make them think that you'd clobber them you know make the crowd realize like oh that's a big dude if he's knocking down with one hit mm-hmm. yeah because I am. You yeah. <laughs> so it's it's I like, it was a learning process, sure, mm-hmm. you know, to really react to the crowd and to be able to, you know, again recognize my size, recognize my moveset. And it's also come up with a moveset because that's what a lot of oh, people yeah. realize is hard. Oh it's yeah. It's like coming up with a moveset is difficult mm-hmm. because it's like, you know. You re- you think of John Cena attitude adjustment five knuckle shuffle he yeah. has signature moves <laughs> five moves of doom the <laughs> five moves of doom but hey yeah, there's a reason he's been signature. yeah and he
1: yeah he's the most popular wrestler like it yeah I like, mean or most recognizable
0: yeah um, so I, that's why I remember I credit to Brian actually for for making me think about a lot is you gotta have three moves that you do and you do do well the damn good yeah and like you know if you could do those good and you can work those as long as you have those three the rest can revolve around it mm-hmm. I, I i was like wow like that makes so much sense yeah because like you it, think it all those people it's, they do they have three to four moves they do really really good mm-hmm. and then the rest they change all the time
1: and it's crazy too like when you get into the business you're like oh i i like this move i want to do it but it, yeah. it doesn't always go with your style or like exactly so you got to think of something else and that's i've had to constantly do and change is it's not necessarily what i want to do it's like what's going to go over well with the crowd or like look good you know and then what fits in
0: with ring psychology as well
1: and then when you just continuously learn those moves like you'll perfect them and they'll look awesome
0: yeah so so then, um, you know, we talked about. I mean, we pretty much gone over everything. We're coming up on almost the hour mark right now, so, you know, let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. I want to go ahead and bring up. Uh, you have chaos coming up with Knockout Wrestling. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, it'll be about two weeks away. It co- it'll just come out on Sunday, so it'll be about two weeks away. Um, you know, how are you feeling going into into chaos with DeAndre?
1: Um, feeling good, man. We haven't been there in a little bit.
0: Like, yeah, uh, Wrestle Mayhem
1: was three months ago, and then now it'll be like. F- like four or five. Yeah, four. four or five. And um, I, I'm feeling good, man. Like, we, we always have a home there, I feel. And uh, For
0: sure.
1: no matter what we do, no matter who we wrestle, I feel like the crowd's always behind us. And I'm honestly, I'm excited to go back.
0: Uh, so let, let's take a quick quick diversion just because uh, you said it doesn't matter who you wrestle. <laughs> you guys wrestled each other at FXE and I missed it. Oh, man. That, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was that? Like, how did that end up? um out, like well it started with a,
1: a triple threat and uh-huh. um we eliminated the first guy uh fairly quickly and we had a like a 13 minute match ahead of us and okay. uh our like i feel like our chemistry is is awesome um yeah. like we know each other in the ring we know each other's moves so being able to put together a match with my tag team partner mm-hmm. um was incredible man like i I mean, after the match, I was like, I kind of want to stick to tag team wrestling just because I love the art of it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but that was, that was a great experience, man. Um, like, probably one of my favorite matches I've
0: had was yeah. against DeAndre. Dang, I, I, got I hope there's film of that. I have yeah. to see it because I only saw pictures. I saw, I mm. saw you took a package power driver on the, on the apron. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so mad that I, I was like, dang, I wish I could have seen it. So yeah, it, was, it was incredible. Amen. So we're, we're coming up, like I said, in an hour. Um, you know, we've pretty much covered just about everything there is to cover so far. Uh, so I'm just going to leave this last segment for you. If there's anything you want to say or anybody you want to say thank you to any, whatever, I'm going to leave this, this little segment for you.
1: All right. Well, I just want to say thank you to you for having me. And, uh, thank you that everybody listened and hopefully they enjoyed our, uh, conversation.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's about it, man. I simple guy simple guy and that's there's nothing wrong with that man yeah so you know hopefully you know I'm, i'll have deandre on pretty soon mm-hmm. and then again ho- hopefully after that we can um have both of you on at the same time oh so that would be awesome get, you know, the fast motion interview going Heck, yeah. so, thanks a lot man you know, it, it was a lot of fun like I, I was actually you were one of the people that i was waiting to interview since again i've known oh, yeah. you forever yeah so, there's a
1: lot of history <laughs> definitely <laughs> so, so
0: thanks again man thank you alright everybody so that was Zeb Uh, like I said you know he's like a brother to me you know somebody that I've grown together with for three years in this crazy business that we call wrestling and you know we've had a lot of fun together you know like he said uh, some of those matches that he was talking about I actually refereed so I was there firsthand to to see you know the kind of growth that he had in the ring and to be able to be a part of it also you know it was an honor because like I said great guy humble guy and like he said himself simple dude and, you know, he's, you know, one of my favorite people that I know in this wrestling business. Every time, you know, we don't get to see each other as often, unfortunately, uh, you know, the way our shows work out. But you know what? When we do see each other, it's always, you know, a great time. We get to catch up and talk and we have a lot of fun. Um, so he was one of those guests that I've wanted to do for, for a while. And I'm glad I was finally able to get him on. You know, it was a really, really great conversation about, you know, the wrestling business and how it's changed us as people and, you know, how we've got to open our eyes to really what kind of gift, you know, we presented with, and. You know, that's something that we can't take for granted because we have a different type of platform that other people do. And, you know, granted, our platform may not be as big, but it is still a platform that we use to, you know, send messages to people, whether they're watching us in the ring or whether they see one of our promos that we cut online or you know whether they just run into us on the street and they recognize us you know you never know and you know it's something that i'm thankful for like you said he's thankful for and we both like he said as well would not trade it for anything it's you know one of the greatest experiences we've had so far um, so for everybody who listened all the way through, thank you so much. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to entertain you. If this is, uh, you know, your returning listener, thank you so much again for your continued support. You know, I love and appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, again, you can check out our Instagram at Hot and Handshakes. Um, there will be another form of social media page, hopefully getting a Facebook up soon for that. You can also um, search up Zeb online instagram facebook he's available on both so this you know i'm thankful for all of you again for your support um looking you know hopefully we can get fast motion i you know hopefully it will have deandre on here soon and hopefully we'll have fast motion together because you know getting both of them together just brings up a whole another fun round of stories you know a lot of laughs so thank you all again god bless everyone you.